We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. It is a show that is filled with happiness. I am your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is co-host TJ Inman. And Big Ten football is back. So let us uh, celebrate. We're going to talk all about um, about the return to football, the process that it took, the soap opera, soap opera and drama that we have went through over the past week and, and the past month to get back. But first, a word from our friends over at Bet Online. Uh, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Uh, you might not be at a game this year because Big Ten fans right now are not allowed um, at games, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in and everything get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, the big announcement today, if you had been living under a rock for the last month, uh, the Big Ten is restarting their football, um, their football season. The season will start the weekend of October 24th. Uh, the schedule has not officially come out yet. It, it was announced by Barry Alvarez that the schedule should be announced sometime uh, before week's end. But they there will probably be a game on Friday, October 23rd. So the weekend of, of October 24th, is going to be the opening weekend of Big Ten football. It's been a long and um, drama-filled roller coaster getting to this point, TJ. Uh, there have been reports that, that October 10th and October 17th, um, they weren't going to re-vote. They were going to re-vote. There was no vote. There was a half a vote. Some people did this. Some people did that. There's new data. They're testing. They're not testing everything imaginable finally we had an official answer this morning as the big 10 came out and said that they will restart the college football season for big 10 teams it doesn't sound like any of the teams have opted out uh, none of the indiana players according to tom allen today have opted out of the season as well so that is really good news for the hoosiers so how it's going to work Season will start October 24th. The they will play nine game nine games, um, but it'll be an eight plus one. So there'll be eight regular season games, and then at the end of eight games, each 
team, how they're seeded in the conference, will match up against their mirror seed in in the other division. So, for example, if Indiana finished fourth in the East and Northwestern finished fourth in the in the West, Indiana would play Northwestern on November or on December nineteenth. Um, which will would be Big Ten championship game weekend. So uh, it's kind of like what the Big 12 has done the last couple of seasons where they've had games on that championship game week, I believe, as well. Uh, so, or no, they haven't. Um, scratch that. But it, it's, it's going to be, everybody's going to be playing on December 19th, and it'll be, you'll have an extra crossover game against your mirrored opponent or your mirrored team in the West. TJ, what are your first reactions from uh, from the announcement this morning? Yeah, well, first reaction is is one of, uh, you know, joy. Uh, happiness that the, the Big Ten is back. Um, there was certainly a feeling of uh, positive momentum over the past week. Uh, however, you know, I think that we were all a little bit, you know, there were so many false starts in terms of, oh, announcement coming and it's going to be this and, and some information that was partially right and partially ends up being incorrect. Uh, there was so much, will they, won't they, that, that uh, you ended up feeling kind of, well, I'll believe it when I officially, you know, hear it from the big 10 or, or in this case, you know, see the message, uh, the statement be released. Um, once that got official confirmation uh, early this morning, uh, I think probably what eight thirty nine o'clock or so. Um, once that it worked out perfectly. It was during my prep period, so thank well, you, you to go. the Big Ten. Yeah, they did it just for you. Yeah. Uh, once once that got officially released, um, initially it was look, I don't I don't care about the specifics. I use going to play football, therefore I'm happy. Um, after that, you know, I, I dive into um, the statement itself and what the Big Ten's protocols are. I think a key for this, uh, certainly by all accounts, was the, uh, the availability uh, for every institution of the daily rapid testing. Uh, that, that was a, a difference maker for the Big Ten presidents and chancellors uh, as the medical experts were able to tell them, yeah, this is accurate, this is feasible, and having this daily rapid testing allows us to be able to safely get back to playing. Um, uh, I think that that was a, a key component that allowed for them to change their minds. Um, and then a second one is that, you know, the Big Ten was very concerned about myocarditis, uh, and they are which I'm still a bit unclear on the specifics and I probably wouldn't understand them anyway, but uh, essentially forming a, a, a committee of some sort that is going to be monitoring and keeping track of uh, any cardiac related issues for big 10 players that do test positive. Um, so there's going to be extra attention paid to those players uh, and they will need to be cleared by a specialist to get back to playing. Um, something to note is it's an eight-game season without bye weeks. Therefore, yeah. no margin for error. Uh, I think ideally 
you know, you going back to August, you would have maybe earlier early rapid testing, which which we um, other leagues knew that it was coming as well. Delay um, and maybe get on the same schedule as the SEC, or maybe be just a week or two behind. Uh, so that you had those bye weeks to be able to postpone games and reschedule them. Now, we don't know what's going to happen if a team exceeds that 5% positivity threshold, can't play a game for that week. Is that a forfeit? Yep. Is that a no contest? Is that uh, – we don't know. Is that just it's off the schedule for both teams and they only play seven games then? Uh, no clue. I mean, that is something that we're going to have to – Wait and hear the specifics on because I, based on the rest of the country, it seems highly likely that at least one Big Ten game is going to have to be canceled because of no ability to have a makeup date. So how yeah. does that affect the overall standings? We don't know that yet. Yeah, and I think the state population uh, and the, the state positivity rate <laughs> – also comes into a factor. Now it's a, a little bit higher and a little bit margin for error. Uh, yeah. The population positivity rate is zero to three percent, three and a half percent in green, three and a half to seven and a half in orange, and over seven and a half percent in red. So, you know, green and green, green and green, orange, the team could continue to practice normally and have competition. If the team positivity rate and the population positivity rate are both orange or the team positivity rate is orange and the population positivity rate is red, the team must proceed with caution and enhance COVID-19 pre uh, prevention. All that means after alter practices and meeting schedule, consider viability of continuing with scheduled competition. And then red, red is team must stop regular practice and competition for a minimum of seven days and reassess metrics until approved. So the general population has a responsibility here as well. They have to keep the positivity rate numbers down. I believe they can't hold a home game if, let's say, Indiana's state um, state positivity rate is, you know, it's between three and a half and seven and a half percent. It's that game could be moved to another site. Uh, or things like that. So the general public has a responsibility here and they have some, you know, they have something at stake. If you want the Big Ten football season, all these states in the Big Ten footprint have to be under that seven and a half percent positivity rate. And so while football is back there, if these numbers can't get under control or if there's another spike, um, you could see things get canceled and more to your point on what happens if a team get canceled. Can, can the big 10 go and schedule somebody else who had a game canceled for whatever reason and things like that. So we'll see and how that affects the, the standings and, and playing that ninth game. But right now it, it's gotta be, this is probably our, the best day we've had uh, for big 10 football in a long, long time. And uh, it's the most positive day. It's back, um, you know, at least for now. 
and and uh, we'll see when the schedule comes out. And you, you know, there's a little there's a little extra juice today. Um, I think in everybody's step when when the Big Ten announced officially that that this is the plan to come back. Uh, and so let's look at it from IU's standpoint. They're playing eight games. We don't know the schedule yet. What makes a season successful? Yeah, given, I think, our assumption on the schedule is we know what six games are going to be. It's going to be the Big Ten East opposition. Uh, I think we have a pretty strong feeling that game number seven would be Purdue. Um, and then it, it would seem likely that game number eight is Illinois or Wisconsin one of our original crossover games back when the world was normal. Um, given that schedule, you know, I think if Indiana could go 500 or better, I think you would have to consider it a, a successful season. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of pencil in losses to uh, Penn State and Ohio State. I think that's uh, even the most optimistic of IU fans would, would expect that. So that's two, uh, two losses. And then I, I think it's fair to expect, uh, you know, another loss or two out there given how tough the Big Ten's going to be. I mean, Michigan is still going to be good. Uh, I would expect wins over Maryland, Rutgers, Purdue is going to be a tough game. Um, so given that, I would say that getting to, to four and four or better would be successful. Uh, and of course, bigger picture, I think you want to see, uh, you know, the offense continue to look like a really good product given the talent uh, that we have on offense for Nick Sheridan's first season as offensive coordinator. So I think you want to see that, you know, continue to, to look like a very good offense. Um, I'm looking to see kind of if Michael Penix can play a full, you know, a full eight games, um, can he take that next step up from promising player into legitimate, you know, really good Big Ten quarterback? Uh, we feel pretty strongly the answer to that is yes, but, you know, you do need to see it. It's kind of a prove it. Uh, if you will, because we just haven't seen it over a, a long period of time with him. Um, so I, I think as a team, I'd say four and four or better. And I think there's a number of individuals, which we'll certainly get into as we start to ramp up preview coverage uh, that you know, you're looking at as for the big picture of IU football. Uh, can those guys take that next step? Because this year, it's such an odd year. It's hard to say what anything means in terms of wins and losses or uh, what a program does during this year. But what we can do is, you know, continue to look at the trajectory of IU football under Tom Allen. Uh, I think you want to see that trajectory continue to go up and avoid having a year where, you know, you go three and five or two and six and have that trajectory kind of take a leveling off. Um, you want to keep that positive momentum. Yeah, and it's, to me, it's 
I think it's kind of a mulligan year. I mean, if if IU goes zero and eight, it's it's not good. But if you go three and five, and it depends who you draw on the schedule. If you're playing Ohio right. State, Michigan, Penn State, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, uh, you know, you, you could easily um, lose five games. And now it depends on the crossovers. But you know it. You know, if I'm Ohio State, I want the most difficult schedule possible. I, you know, in order to get to the college football playoff, that's the reason they're starting in October, is yeah. so that they could be have a team eligible for the college football playoff. Now it's nine games, and people can argue over data points, but if if Ohio State plays Wisconsin, Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, uh, and Minnesota, Iowa, Minnesota, and those five teams and can get out of playing a Rutgers or Maryland um, or Illinois or something like that in those eight games, that would help their case. Now, if they go 8-0 and and two of the wins end up being Rutgers and Maryland, uh, and let's say you get Illinois in a crossover and Indiana – Half of your half of your wins, people are going to go. Those, those are teams you're supposed to beat. What did you do against, you know, the big boys? And maybe you play Wisconsin in the championship game or something like that. But for me, for me, for Indiana, it's. I mean, the record almost. You, you want them to have a. You want them as a fan to have a winning record, and you want them to win as many games as possible. But it's, it's a season that it's kind of a bonus season. This this season was off the table. It was dead and buried for a while. And now you got, it's like you're having eight bonus games. Uh, everybody's back. You got eligibility again for another year. So to me, a lot of it's going to be, let's see what we could develop out of these young offensive linemen, out of these young wide receivers, out of this defensive line uh, that's very, very young. And how can you build? You want that upward trajectory. And, you know, apparently bowl games are still going to be played. And I don't know the threshold of how many wins you need to go to a bowl game. But that would be another step in the in the, in the the right direction. If you go five and four or four and five and go to a bowl game and end up five and five, you just remember that, hey, that COVID season was crazy. They won five games and went to a bowl game. Um, I don't think you know, unless, unless things get ugly, ugly, it, it, to me, it doesn't, it's what, it's whatever it's, you're playing with house money right now. Um, So, and then my biggest thing, you got the 2021 season back in full. That's the season that that's, that's the season where, you know, your expectations go from, from, go from here is that 2021 season that's the next season that that counts counts um this season of course it counts of course the wins matter and things like that but in terms of putting people on hot seats or saying that a coach isn't working or this player is doing that to me anything that it's kind of like teaching it's you're held harmless uh unless you go zero and eight and it's a total disaster uh, but even then, you, you have you have your excuse and you have your reason. It's been a crazy year. You don't have pra- – you know, they, they haven't had as many practices as they usually have. 
Um, you're rushing guys back now for a four week practice session to get ready. Um, you know, you look at Navy who didn't practice tackling, you know, it, it's, you have a lot of unknowns in that and it's, you're still trying to figure stuff out on how you, you run practice. So guys are going to be rusty. It might be sloppy football. At sometimes you, you hope that you get off to a fast start and you hope that the schedule isn't like the 10 game schedule they came out with where you're looking at it and you're like, Oh boy, they might, you know, best case scenario might've been like two and four. Um, and you don't, you don't want to catch that Ohio state, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, um, you know, four four pack right in a row. Uh, in Minnesota, you can make it a five pack and catch Minnesota there too. Uh, you'd like to play, you know, a Rutgers or Maryland or Illinois, maybe even start the season against Purdue uh, and things like that. So we'll see when the schedule comes out. You know, expectations are different, but right now it's kind of hold harmless. It's you know, it's not a loser mentality, but it's kind of, let's see how this plays out. And I'm not going to, we're not going to, you know, jump off the bandwagon after the first quarter. And unless it's a total disaster of a year, let's just move on to 2021 and, and figure it out. It'd be great to go to a bowl game. It'll be great to, to say, hey, IU's been to what, four bowl games in six years now. Yeah, uh, if they do that and things like that, and you'll always remember 2020 as that crazy football season that capped off with the, uh, you know, with a, a bowl trip and things like that. And the bonus is you get everybody back. Um, you know, unless you know, WAP could go to the NFL and and some of these, uh, you know, a few of the upperclassmen might declare early, but they have to have great seasons. And at that point, it's like, okay, if they go six and three, that means you're beating somebody really good, and it might be worth it. So th those are my expectations for the season, TJ, uh, until the schedule comes out, and and then we could narrow it down a little bit. Um, any final thoughts on on the Big Ten announcement? Or let's go how they handled it. Um, well, what yeah, your thoughts on how they handled it. Yeah, I mean, if we want to consider the. Uh, entire situation, they handled it extremely poorly. Um, you know, releasing a schedule for 10 games, and then a couple days later on August 11th, announcing, nope, never mind, and then being very, uh, you know, very public in terms of, we're not going to reconsider this, and it doesn't matter what becomes available, we're not going to reconsider, it's done. Uh, we're going to try to – we'll see if we can play in the spring. Who knows? And I thought that all of that was obviously very poor uh, from Kevin Warren's communication to the university presidents and chancellors to largely being, uh, you know, unavailable to answer any questions or, or, you know, handle any of the blowback from their decision. Uh, I, I thought that it was very poor. today. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty well-handled presentation. They had a release uh, which, you know, explained here's why we are going to play. Here's why we feel this is safe. Here's our protocols. Here's our, our, our uh, you know, our numbers that would make it where we're not going to play a game or where a player can't play. Um, 
I thought that that was well done. The, uh, the Zoom call or Zoom teleconference with, uh, with some medical professionals that the Big Ten has, uh, along with a couple of athletic directors, um, I thought that that was much better than what they did the first time around. You know, and now hopefully they get a schedule out to us uh, later on this week that that makes sense. You're not going to please everybody with the schedule. I, I totally get that. That is uh, an impossible goal, but hopefully it's an eight-game schedule that provides some uh, really intriguing matchups and, and is hopefully fair and balanced for, for everybody across the board as much as possible. Um, so today I thought it was handled much better than it has been in the past. Um, the, the whole situation though certainly made the big 10 look like a, a bit of a joke, not a auspicious start for Kevin Warren's tenure. It was an impossible situation, but it could have been done much cleaner than it ultimately was, but I'll stop complaining because we're getting football. Yeah. And, um, if they had come out on August 11th with this type of press release that said the opposite, here's why we're not playing. Here's what the experts are saying. And here's why we can't, here's why we can't play. We don't have the testing in place. We don't have this. We want to do that. We're going to wait and things like that. It would have gone so much smoother instead of saying, Hey, we're not playing. The, the vote was, um, the vote was 11 to three. Uh, and, and things like that. And, and then you had so many leaks, um, so many leaks, whether it was a hot mic at, at Nebraska, whether it was yeah. Sir Yacht, whether it was Dan Patrick, uh, whether it was, you know, and, and it got to the point where, and I hated, I, I hated not putting stuff out and I hated putting stuff out that was just, people trying to rush to be first. Yeah. And so um, it got to the point where it was like, I, I'll believe it when I see it. And I, and I put that out this morning and, it, you know, eventually the Big Ten came out and, and said what they need to say. But if they did this in August, it would have gone so much cleaner than, than refusing to ask questions, answer questions on the Big Ten network. Um, giving vague answers, leaking stuff to people that this is, somebody said this and she said that, and he said this, it just, you know, remind me of, of how the Knicks run things. And we all know the Knicks are not a well-run organization. And it was just like, okay, you've let this wildfire get out of control. And, um, you know, at the time it looked like it, could have been the right decision and who knows it could have been um and you know it, it all came down to could a season be played and i thought you know it ended up 2020 uh, hindsight's 2020 they pulled the plug too early they didn't give a a, a good explanation a, a thorough explanation um other conferences you know, everybody was doing their own thing. They thought that everybody was going to follow them. Only the Pac-12 followed them. And the Pac-12 still not playing um, and things like that. You know, the MAC was the first to pull the plug, and they were the first to pull the plug on the NCAA tournament as well. And it was kind of like everybody panicked into a decision when maybe it was smarter to wait a few weeks, 
and see if, okay, what do we need? Can we get these things done in a few weeks? Let's, let's let these teams practice. You know, they built in enough time to push back, you know, to when the SEC starts. Let's, if you wanted to do that and see how the ACC and some of these group of five teams did with the big 12, fine. But it was, you know, it was at a time where positivity rates were jumping all over big 10 country and they just slammed the brakes and did not give a good explanation why. If they came out and explained it like they did today, I thought it would have gone over much smoother. Uh, people still would have been angry, uh, but it, it would have been a, a lot smoother, in my opinion, and a lot more professional. And I think the the criticism of Kevin Warren is unwarranted. I think the presidents let him hang out to dry they needed to be transparent as well since they made the decision and not Kevin Warren. They needed to answer for their decision. And if they wanted to feed the answers to Kevin Warren and do it that way, that's fine. But to have that guy on Big Ten Network sitting there not giving answers was embarrassing for everybody involved. Um, so, you know, cut Warren some slack, but you know, hey, it's year one. I don't. If things get crazier than this, then then I don't know what to do. So I, it should be all downhill from here for Kevin Warren in terms of degree of difficulty uh, for his job. But other than that, man, we're we're back. We'll see when the schedule drops, and we're we're gonna have football on that. Um, I think second to last weekend of October, uh, since yep. Halloween falls on a Saturday. So second to last weekend of October. We'll have college fo uh, Big Ten football for now. Enjoy watching uh, all the other conferences play as as things uh, ramp up. Any final thoughts, TJ? No, right now, just uh, I, I think the key is keep an eye on those positivity rates uh, statewide, and hope that uh, you know things go as well as possible. Um, I know yep. it's difficult to get your hopes too high right now, but uh, hope that those positivity rates are going okay statewide because that's going to be one that we can track, um, you know, pretty easily, just public information. Um, and then we'll have, obviously, we've got a ton of uh, preview coverage to ramp up on the site. We're going to have, uh, have everything you'd expect in terms of preview stuff. And our next podcast will be a schedule analysis, which we think it's for real this time. So a, a real schedule analysis with games that we hope will actually be played. And that is exciting. Not unlike our real fake or fake real schedule analysis from early August. We're going to have a real, real, real we, we, schedule we analysis. Think. We think. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, but, yes, we will have all that stuff. We will be resuming the countdown. I we think. We if stopped it, at I day mean, look, 23 if, say, or okay, day 24. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just about right on time for us. So. Yeah. So, I. Uh, anyway, we'll have all that stuff up uh, and coming back, and uh, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. We have plenty of stuff. Uh, more news coming out today uh, from oh, yeah. Tom Allen had his Zoom conference. Uh, so we, we have plenty of stories coming out. Uh, they're in production now with our team, TJ. Uh, Nate wrote a, a nice piece on the players' reaction on practice. That's up now. Um, Andrew's going to take us through a structure of the season uh, as Tom Allen sees it. 
Uh, Juliet is going to um, talk about how challenging it was for Allen to watch games being played last week. Uh, and, and then um, Evan's going to take us through his expectations, Tom Allen's expectations, and the fact that they could play for a bowl game uh, as well. So keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Uh, and we'll get you out of here, TJ. Uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, and we'll uh, close out with a word from our sponsors uh, over at Bet Us. Thanks, everybody. Bet Us. Have a good Bet week. Online. Yep, have a great week. Uh, football is back. Finally. Uh, finally, we're back. And you can bet on all the games at betonline.ag uh, starting today or whenever uh, your favorite team plays. So you might not be able to be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager uh, than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, we have a deal going with Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is great for the personal grooming um, of your the man in your life, whether that's yourself, your significant other, uh, your son, your father, uh, uncle, cousin, nephew, whatever it is. Uh, 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. Uh, but there is one thing you can control, and that is your um, personal hygiene. Our sponsors over at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Uh, in fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front. All right, that does it for our show tonight. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week hopefully with a, a schedule breakdown and things like that. So celebrate safely, wear a mask, keep those positivity rates uh, down. But football's back, and, it, and it's a great day uh, to be covering college football. Uh, so that does it for our show tonight. Uh, thank you for TJ for jumping on with us as well, and we'll talk to you next week. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 